nice. <laughs> I really want to make Bonk the Twin Towers. Yeah. I really want to. President Bonk? <laughs> Bonk Junho. <laughs> oh, James Bonk. James Bonk. <laughs> bonk Light. Slumdog, slumdog Bonk Leonaris. <laughs> I don't have any more. <laughs> Jeffrey Bonkstein. <laughs> um, Bonk the Twin Towers. <laughs> I think that that's a good meme. I think that that's going to work really well. Mm-hmm. People like that. People like political violence and bonk. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's the intersection of two really good things going on. I feel like my mic might be a little bit high. I feel the same. I'm going to put it at nine o'clock three o'clock i haven't run a real clock in a long time yeah i don't know but it's like if you had a um analog childhood digital adulthood Uh uh-huh i kind of had a digital childhood because i was too um brain dead to really figure out how to read time yeah girl i had a 4d childhood (laughs) just all the smells right did you ever go to a 4d movie at like Disneyland or Universal Studios. I, I did once and I started crying because it was um, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. And the the 4D part, the, when the 4D part came in, it was like when all like the rats were like going into the movie theater. Uh-huh. And then like something. Oh was yeah, like, it was t- whirring under right, the... Yeah. yeah, and I was like, nope. I immediately got up. And <laughs> the breeze of all the rats running under your feet. <laughs> right. Because is... the chairs would like lift up and like move around and shake. Mm, I hated it. I hated 40 movies. There was one I went to, um, I think it was at Universal Studios, and it was like a Shrek 40 movie, which I should have known what was coming because like all of Shrek is like but hum- like poop humor and yeah. like the, like every four seconds was like you were either <laughs> completely like falling down a waterfall with some animal screaming in your face so you'd be like blasted with mist <laughs> and then some like <laughs> some what all the surround sound audio of like um eddie murphy being like <laughs> yeah right like, you're on this rickety cart wouldn't they make the movie theater like smell like badissi yes like, what, badissi they, yeah, yeah and they, make- they would have literally like it would be like a spray like a like it was like how were they doing it? It was like raining down from above, and it would just it would smell like like shit. shit. Yeah, <laughs> and the rest of the effects are over because like once you get rid of like the water is like right because it's like, it's like a down. sloped movie theater, so the water goes away. But it, and could, then, it like, smells like the shit. Run, for yeah, two the moving hours. of the chairs, but the smell you can't clear out. So it's like the whole rest of the movie, it just smells like Dirt. fucking egg, like yeah. sulfur, like, just straight up dirty hole. <laughs> <laughs> it smells like fucking doo doo. <laughs> yeah, no, don't miss that. Don't miss that about the the definitely not the, the thousands. Like the two thousands. really glad that that wasn't a thing. There was another thing too, where in actual movie theaters, like like literally like an AMC theater, they would have um. Like, Scra- like scratch and sniff movies for kids. Do you remember those? I remember. Yeah, that. you'd get this like little postcard of like, okay, like on the screen, the screen would blink and it would be like, sniff the card. <laughs> and it would be like, <laughs> fecal matter, like vomit, or like all of your. It would be like, you know, like a cupcake. I vaguely remember that, but that who, who passed that? Like who. I don't think anybody was very interested, but no. they called it like something like they made it sound like it was going to be super high tech. And it was a like scratch and stereoscope sniff. 5,000 fucking whatever. And it would be like a literally scratch a scratch and sniff a postcard. Scratch and sniff card. And the amount of, uh, th- think of the amount of production that mm. had to take place to integrate that into like the actor script, mm-hmm. like fourth wall breaking. Hey, 
you had to sniff the fourth block. <laughs> yeah, literally, exactly. Well, it's like, like a, a horse scene. Like, it's blood and shit. <laughs> Everyone's like, one dead person leans up and is like, sniff sticker number four. <laughs> just formaldehyde. <laughs> Does this sticker smell like chloroform? <laughs> Those fucking kids. That's how Epstein got them, man. That's how he got them. movies. Mm-hmm. And we wonder. Yeah. Um, <laughs> on that note, we're back. We we're are back, 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 back again. <laughs> do you ever feel like whenever we do the pod, it could be at any time of the day, any day of the month, and uh-huh. it feels like it's the witching hour? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that's because normally, like, have we ever done it in daylight? No. <laughs> We're always like, okay, like when, as soon as we get home from yeah. work, we're gonna do it, knock it out. Yeah, we wait until darkness covers the earth, and uh-huh. then we pull out the mics, and you know, exactly, get going. Mm-hmm. But I like go puffed, like so, like I was in, in the fetal position in bed, being like, oh. <laughs> you go puff a six pack. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was like, I have to get Bud Light so I can riff for no one. <laughs> I have to. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I have my cider boys. I'm good. But we had we had a reason to not be so much delivering on our... I mean, we just came back from St. Louis. We were lovely so time. incredibly booked and busy in 16. Booked and busy. Brutally <laughs> retarded. Bonked and busy. Bonked and busy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, honey. I'm bonked and busy. That's the app title. <laughs> bonked and busy. <laughs> um, yeah. No, I mean, uh, we... I was we were drunk for seventy two hours. I was fuck. Yeah, <laughs> my body was like you no. napped on the final day. I napped on the final day. My yeah. my body evacuated all e- evil on the from... seventh. Was it the seventh day that God rested? <laughs> Why does he get to rest? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking bitch. Yeah, we had a lovely time. Shout out to friend of the pod Morgan for <laughs> <laughs> um, not charging me for my Ubers yet because yeah I, I, I got it I don't think I'll do it here I, speaking of GoPuff yeah I is go. it here yeah I gotta go run okay to we already gotta take a break <laughs> just the two of us we can make it if we try just the two of us just the two of us. <laughs> <laughs> It's my analysis. (laughs) (laughs) Me handing in my dissertation. Me at the Democratic debate. (laughs) What do you think about universal health (laughs) care? Isn't that what Warner did us? Yeah. She's doing like she's doing ASMR. She's like rubbing her infinity scarf against the mic really delicately. (laughs) She's like, that was Morse code for I hate poor people. (laughs) (sighs) Rubbing her infinity scarf. Okay. So (laughs) down to business. (laughs) Yeah. Um uh um who do we want to talk about i okay this was a really slow week for music Mm -hmm. um mostly just in the sense that like well i mean i guess today was good because lady gaga finally announced stupid love which feels like fucking forever ago that we talked about that yeah it really does 
Like, it was like a every, month and a half ago. Again, I just really hope she pulls a stunt on the fags. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, like, Stupid Love's coming out. And then we listen yeah. to it, and it's like a ballad. Yeah. Or, like, something completely... Like, I want her to be I like, hope it's, like, a total horrific bait and switch. Mm-hmm. Where, like, it's, it's, like, right now, it's, like, certain, like, gays are appeased by, like, being like, oh, my God, it's, like, Carly Rae Jepsen. <laughs> but then, like, n- when it comes out, it's literally going to be, like, Sophie not okay. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Stupid love. <laughs> Stupid love. Just me rubbing my tits together, squeaking. Yeah. yeah. I will say that it's a little bit depressing to me that she visually is so obviously ripping off Brooke Candy and Grimes. Yeah, that sucked. I hated I mean, that. I like the aesthetic in the sense that it's promising because Joanne was so visually terrible. That like it's just a different kind of pink in a different desert. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, just, yeah, another desert bitch. Yeah, I mean, ugh, I get it. My lead single, desert bitch. <laughs> it's me, your little desert bitch. bitch. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, whatever. We've already talked about her. Mm-hmm. The only two things that I felt were notable this week were the v- larger bulk of Grimes' misanthropocene. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And uh, this new Princess Nokia song. I remember when my granny used to hit me. <laughs> Green eggs and ham. It's Green called, eggs. Which it Humble. pains me to even let that title leave my mouth. That's yeah, it's special. Let's talk about that. Because we just watched the music video and our uh, bandwidth was mm-hmm. really uh, causing it a problem while we were yeah. doing it. My brain and, is freshly rotted. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the constant starting and stopping of that video like actually made me homicidal. Like I was like <laughs> physically itching. <laughs> it, was, like, <laughs> it was like a minute and a half long song slash video, and I literally was like, "This is it's been half an hour." Yeah, YouTube refused to buffer, which I <laughs> was yeah. a blessing in disguise, but we had to get through it. Um. um so first of all, the song opens with her saying, uh, green eggs and ham, Sam I am, I'm the man. Which, I wonder I what she's know, alluding to. I don't know if you listen to um, Chance the Rapper's album. I was just about to say, it gives me that, like, yeah, stupid, like, like this, uh, this so such ill-advised, like, Southern Baptist reference, or like even just like this sort of churchy, like I love God vibe that's like so very like boring as fuck to me. It's like trying to do this whole like minimal, like small words with a big impact, and it yeah, just looks like just no a girl from around the way <laughs> with her fucking midriff out. It's, I was like, also, she looked like shit. Like, I mean, this <laughs> did look like she looked like green eggs and shit. Yeah, yeah. green eggs and shit, girl. Yeah. I literally, like, I mean, it sucks because, okay, here's my thing with Princess Nokia in general. Mm-hmm. I don't actually have a problem with, like, the thing that everyone makes fun of her for, which is that she's like, you know, the, the genius interview everyone's always making fun of where she's like, I am a fem. I am the embodiment of femininity. Your man wants this little titties, fat stomach. Oh. You know, like this yeah. whole thing. Like, I feel like everyone sort of clowned her for that. And then mm-hmm. also like the um, the soup throwing on the train. Like she like threw some soup, like some Panera soup, at like some racist guy on the train. And then she like went to her Twitter and started like posting pictures of Malcolm X. Like, <laughs> she's one of the, she's one of those bitches that's not in on the joke. No, she thinks that she's like, oh, this is cool. People are like like laughing with me when it's like, no, yeah, people think you're really dumb, right? Like the level of self awareness just really isn't there. It's not there. No. And also, my other thing with her is that every time I see her, she looks completely fucking different. Yeah. Like 
every video I've ever seen, every, really almost every song I've ever heard, because I actually really liked 1992, mm-hmm. that uh, last mixtape album, whatever it was. And But it was like from song to song, it was like a total different person. But, I think it's because every time I see her, uh-huh. I'm like, that's not Jane Aiko. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, oh, yeah, like, right, I yeah, think yeah, that's yeah. what it was for me. I was like, I always imagine that she's going to look at like, like Jane Aiko. And it's never just is. like this, like the wig choice and the sort Ugh. of like, I mean, because the other thing too is like, she was wavy spice, which is like, you know, bitch, I'm posh. <laughs> yes. Which is, a which is great. Massive yeah. banger. Good. She literally like, she left that like sort of like Vogue faggy thing behind. Mm-hmm. And now is like trying to do this like, oh, I'm like a bruja. I'm like a, I'm like a. Like a like a like a street girl and whatever like this whole thing and it's just mm. like it's an amalgamation of so many personas that like it's like every song sounds like a crippling identity crisis. <laughs> That's what it definitely sounds like, yeah. And it sort of comes to play too because this this <clears throat> song was part of a double announcement of like two different albums that are supposed to be like split personality things. Like the songs are called like the albums are supposed to be called like everything sucks and like everything is wonderful or whatever it is and those are the two albums that reminds me of like kanye being like i'm bipolar everything's great but i want to kill myself like like Mm. it just it's it feels corny because it's like you can't like like it's it's an issue when like you're simultaneously like having these chaotic identity meltdowns but also like you're like a megalomaniac narcissist like where she's so (laughs) clearly self-invested and like cannot see beyond herself and Mm -hmm. yet also has zero idea who she is what her sound is supposed to be like like just Mm -hmm. doesn't really get it and also like it seems really like trend fucky to me with like this song in particular yeah with kind of looking with like the colors and the kind of it's such a weird lens to to view like nostalgia Mm -hmm. she's doing the whole like matilda stuff and she's trying to like incorporate these elements like melanie martinez ish about it that was sort of like baby ish that was i thought was really creepy yeah she's like eating this like cereal and like she has her like her like tummy out (laughs) you know like (laughs) this whole like the visual of the whole thing is like she has this sort of like poofy hair and like propeller hat and she's talking about like her inner child i like the whole time i was sort of thinking like this just feels very um like childlike in a way that i Mm -hmm. think is very perverted and disturbing yeah (laughs) i feel like there was a lot of like staring into the camera and i just wanted her to stop and like cheesing yeah i'm like you're old like there's (laughs) she's like freshly 25 (laughs) right exactly and like there's this yeah something very bizarre and freudian about the whole thing where she's like Mm -hmm. gazing into the camera and being like (laughs) and like i'm like you're fucking 28 and your fucking stomach's out dude like put it away like the the combination of the the outfit and the rap and those sort of like family friendly things she also has a line in there where she says i remember when my grandma used to hit me I'm just like, what this isn't that what? That's what, what I think it was. Where it's like, I bet you she kind of like stepped away from that and was like, oh, that's clever. I did that. It's like this childhood thing, but I'm yeah. insinuating I had a shit childhood. Like well, because she does it successfully on like ABCs of New York, mm-hmm. which I think is a great song. Yeah, and the A is for the Applebee's. <laughs> I eat with my amigas. It's for the barbecue. <laughs> I'm looking up my, my fingers. fingers. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like even like that to me is like 
it's like an actually cool nostalgia and there is something to like that a beat like, rhythm, like, like old yeah. New York or like whatever. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. I know that that's like sort of downtrodden in its own way, but yeah, I think that's so, yeah. Cause that actually is like a pretty decent, like cool. Yeah. Like a fun mm-hmm. song. This one just feels like it <laughs> misses what it was trying to go mm-hmm. there. And, um, I guess the production's not bad, but it just feels like it gives me the same visceral knee jerk reaction that most Chance the Rapper's music gives to me. Mm-hmm. I'm coming yeah. out right right here, right now. I fucking hate Chance the Rapper. No, I can't stand him either. Worst in the game. Hate the bitch. <laughs> the can't game. even imagine wanting to listen to a song of his. Mm-hmm. Can't. I find zero notes about uh, nothing positive. Nada. Yeah. He's annoying, too. I think he's and so like, annoying. He has that song where he says, um, Chance the Rapper, faggot slapper. And no, <laughs> no, no one cares. No one cares. <laughs> It's so yeah, he's one of those prime examples of people who's like such like everyone is so blinded by like he's the man that he's like he's immune cool. to canceling. Yeah, he <laughs> is the perfect example of an artist that cannot grow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, he had like an entire album or an EP, and everyone's like that's stuff he's released before. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was very satisfying to me when I saw him come out at uh, Lala last year. He came out on stage to with, with Death Cab for Cutie, mm-hmm. and the crowd was co- like no reaction, like, like no, no one, one said anything. Yeah. Crickets. Crickets, honey. <laughs> <laughs> there was so much flavor to that. Yeah. So <laughs> it's funny that Princess Nokia is like his counterpart. Like they exactly. do they do have equally cringy um yeah. attributes. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean I I don't know. I feel like I don't know how she can really repair her fundamental image because I do think that there is something that's like necessarily corny about mm-hmm. her. I feel like even, like, the people around her don't take her seriously. Like, that's yeah. what also this music video told me. I was like, no one kind of stopped and was like, hey, this maybe this isn't a good idea. There's something missing every time. Yeah. Like, in the way that, like, Megan, like, has a really concise image. Mm-hmm. Rico has a really concise image. They both have crowds that they cater to individually mm-hmm. and do it really well. I feel like because of the fact that Princess Nokia is so unwilling to, like, her beats always sound really cheap. She yeah. always looks really bad. And there's like... <laughs> like mother-like beats. Yeah, right. And I don't know. There's just kind of... um, She doesn't really have a niche in a way that the other girls do. Yeah, because like I, you can kind of see like what she was trying to do or where she was trying to go with it. But because it like fails so miserably, it makes me uncomfortable. And mm-hmm. I feel like she kind of does that a lot. So now yeah. at this point, I'm like... Mm. It just leaves a bad taste in my mouth where, like, sometimes when she really, like, objectively, like, sure, she, like, she eats it. Like, she has, like, a good performance (laughs) rap-wise. I'm always like, yeah, but remember when she did that? (laughs) (laughs) And, like, I can sort of, like, envision, like, the whole, like, like, I'm sorry, but, like, here's my question. The music video. Mm -hmm. This is my last thing. (laughs) Because I've beaten this up enough. What is, is there... Is she suggesting that there's maybe something, like, cutesy and nostalgic about, like, having, like, a muffin top? (laughs) (laughs) Not when I do it. Let me tell you that. (laughs) I do it. (laughs) When I have to pull my pants up really high or, like, create a new waist with the underwear I'm wearing, that's not really cute. saw a TikTok that was like, oh, oh, do I self-harm? Like, when I'm carrying my big juicy pussy around all day <laughs> i guess it's a little harmful so yeah, i guess it's... <laughs> i guess i do so far i do so far i'm gonna carry my big fat juicy pussy around all day it's a little hard 
when my upper thighs are being Chinese water tortured by my wet <laughs> pussy all day long. <laughs> and I guess it's self so <laughs> Um, Yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, that's really my ultimate complaint is I just think, like, aesthetically, like, her desire... Because, like, cause, like mm-hmm. she's also... It's not that she's not attractive. Like, I mean, there's a level of, like... I was reading the comment section on that music video and everyone's like, I like that she has a normal people's, normal person's body. You don't see that a lot these days. So I was like, why? Because she has like, because she's like a size four. I was right, like, like, there's she's no. Not, I didn't even get that from the video. I just was like, no. oh, she's just like a, a girl. Yeah, it was like, like she's sitting at a table with a bad angle. <laughs> Can't <laughs> right, tell you how many times that's yeah. happened to me. <laughs> Welcome to my fucking tag section on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> I don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe she'll surprise me. But again, it just feels like her visual choices are so nauseating that even when a song is good, I can't help but picture the the fat. <laughs> I just hate Preferably when, I hate when like the vision board for any kind of like music video is just the primary colors. Yes. Like, we're just going to go like, blue, red, yellow, and that's it. That surprises me to hear because you're a Tierra Whack girl. I, but I like Tierra Whack. I think Tierra what she's Whack doing is, is like cool. Five Nights at Freddy's. No. Kind don't hug of. me i'm scared yeah right that's what it is yeah. but at least with tiara she's like she's like i'm the art school girl sure. like i'm from philly i'm from like the the land of sure. art and it's like pretty cool but yeah. with tiara wax yeah she's trying to be like a fucking bruja and like eating cornflakes like <laughs> i don't understand i think it is nauseating <laughs> and she's just i feel like just someone on her creative team just needs to stop taking crack exactly. yeah yeah but well that's that <laughs> four cents you know? yeah yeah um, yeah, and the only other thing that I really cared about this week was Grimes, the album, but I had a, I did my little review on that, and I have, I mean, do you have thoughts? What do you think? I see every day. I just watched that music video for the first time, the Delete Forever video. I he, I, I don't know why I didn't watch it. I really wanted to watch it. It's really just, good. It's yeah. actually, nothing happens. She's just in that pose that's like that screenshot that's always going around where she has like the ball hair, like the ultra ball hair yeah it's sort of like staring into the camera like tennis court style i think if anything i i admire her um i admire that she wants to create this uh category of like when you listen to my music i want to accompany a visual to it Mm -hmm. because that's what she did for violence it's like kind of that same like i'm gonna stare into the camera while it pans out it's gonna look pretty cool i want to make like eye contact with you yeah well the thing that i was uh, when i was doing my little research for my review the thing i didn't know about violence was that that's not her production and normally she does all of her own things that was that's a beat Mm -hmm. that someone else made entirely and she just wrote over it and like that's why she went she chose to do the video in the style that she did where it's very like traditional pop diva Mm -hmm. because she was like well like this is what the girls do like when she's (laughs) written for rihanna it's like rihanna's not like in the like walking around with a notepad like writing down the middle for work you know like <laughs> rihanna's being like one two oh, work <laughs> she's deep thought she's like all right rihanna i'm going to work <gasps> stop everything <laughs> <laughs> that could be a song right. <laughs> rihanna, are you okay there's just a lot of love on your brain <laughs> i have a lot of love on the brain i'm sorry uh, i have to apologize mm. for how much love's on the brain i mean i've never i, I you know when i have a confession i don't think i've ever heard that song <laughs> You definitely have. <laughs> That's a lie. What's the song? Is that the one where she's, be. didn't I tell you I was a savage? The horse in the carriage. What's that one? I don't know. Actually. Didn't I tell you I was a savage? That's the one that all the people in freshman year of college wanted me to like so badly. 
now I'm kind of scared of how much her career just faded out for me at the yeah. end. Because, like, there's a lot of songs where I'm like, I it's don't know. because Anti's a fucking bad album. <laughs> it's not good. Lock your doors. <laughs> They're <laughs> coming for you, Grow the Navy. <laughs> the Navy. We figured, we have we had some responses on our Navy debate. We I had a couple of people in my DMs being like, it's literally because of Battleship. Yep, it was because That's, of Battleship. Oh, that is dumb as fuck. Because when did Battleship come out? well into her career. Like, yeah. I remember being like, like, Brianna's in a movie. Yeah, well, because there's that video of like, um, uh, when you're when you're on Xbox Live with your friends and someone rages and says faggot, and then it's her in Battlefield with the machine gun going, ah! and then the other one's just like, my faggot ass playing Xbox, and it's like Lana Del Rey and High mm-hmm. by the Beach. It's like the two go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. They're like yin and yang. But like, I was like, they didn't have a name before. I mean, to be fair, maybe it was around the same time that people were getting just starting for being to get stands. names. Yeah. yeah, maybe it was at that point. In time. So they were like, "What do we call?" Like Rihanna didn't necessarily like she did. She have like stands in the way that like Lady Gaga did fresh out because like Gaga's whole thing in the beginning was very like cult friendly, where like her particular cult of personality was so strong that like gays couldn't help but be like, "Mom, I love you." But like Rihanna before was sort of just like. A girl with like bangs. Because what I, yeah, what I'm envisioning is like think of back then. It's like I can envision someone having a room decked out in like Gaga posters, uh-huh. Kesha posters, Nicki Minaj posters. Yeah, right. If I walk into a room and it's, <laughs> it's Rihanna, the replay era, like <laughs> like music of the sun, Rihanna, on her the with wall. her with a side bang, like her with that fucking anime swoop. Oh, are you talking about rated R Rihanna? Maybe because then I would. I feel like that was when she became standable. It's actually when she got you know. <laughs> Never mind, cut that. <laughs> We're gonna have to roll that one back. Roll that one back. Um, I would be like, I'd be a little terrified. Like when like, she became a controversial, like I feel like she wasn't always a cunt. You know, yeah. like that's sort of Rihanna's hook is that she's like a like a she's like a, like a yeah. no, like she's like a sweetheart oh. to the people she likes, but like she's a bitch. Yeah, and that's why people like her is that she's like sort of like a cunty girl. Mm-hmm. Not in like she's a mean person, but like I mean like. But she just doesn't give a fuck. Right. Yeah, like, when her, like she sort of turned into, like, good girl gone bad, Rihanna. That's when she sort mm-hmm. of started to get the girls behind her. Yeah. But it, maybe around that time is when, like, Umbrella Rihanna is when people really started to, like, like ride for her. When Rihanna had a guest appearance on Bring It On. <laughs> the cheerleading movie. The cheerleading <laughs> legacy of the saga. Guest movie. <laughs> <laughs> fucking obsessed with that movie. Best movie fucking ever. Um, yeah, Rihanna's career is just crazy. If someone created like a, like a timeline of all uh-huh. the shit she did throughout her career, I'd be like, what the fuck? How do we start talking about her? I don't remember. <laughs> Grimes. <laughs> two, two beers deep, but I'm like, where am I? Where am I? <laughs> um, Must be Bud Light on Bud the Light brain. On the brain. Um, uh, Grimes. Uh, okay, Grimes. Yeah album i'm giving it like a six out of ten i get i gave it a six out of ten formally bitch you better run into metacritic and tell yeah uh i here's what my here are my issues Mm -hmm. grimes's strengths are making bangers i think that that's like an actual truth like i Mm -hmm. think like even when her music's weird like at its weirdest like visions is like a little bit less accessible than our angels like i think a lot of times like the deep cuts like be a body and like um, 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 not like, I'm gonna seem like I don't know any of the others, but, yeah. uh, like all the songs on Visions that were like the big indie hits, like it would mm-hmm. be tougher to sell that to like, like Genesis and yeah, Olivia, Joe High like, School. Like there would be like, you couldn't really, yeah, get people to be sort of into those kinds of melodies and song constructions. They were sort of like crunchy and lo-fi. Yeah. But then Art Angels, I think with like Kill V Mame mm-hmm. and like, 
Venus Fly was really good. Venus Fly, right? It has this sort of like more accessible, like it was just hookier. Like it was sort of mm-hmm. catchy, more pop based. Mm-hmm. And that I think sold it to me that it was like, A, she wanted to be a pop star and she was very capable of doing it because of mm-hmm. just the way that her hooks are constructed and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. One of the best things that I read about Art Angels was the uh, the motif of her kind of doing that mock cheerleading, like, and she does it throughout like a couple of her songs. And I think it's cool because sometimes it's not obvious that she's being like a little like, oh, I'm a cutesy girl, but I'm going to fucking be demented. And yeah. So I thought that was really cool. I think that kind of appealed to different. On one of my favorite podcasts, she does an interview about Kill Me Mame on Song Exploder. Mm-hmm. And there's this part in it where she reveals, like, sort of her, like, production tricks and, like, little Easter eggs that she puts I in I remember her. doing... Yeah, I remember hearing that, And yeah. she puts a crowd cheering behind all of her bangers. So, like, in 4AM and in Kill Me Mame and in, um, um, like, Pin and all those songs, like, if you listen to the back of the chorus, there's a, the sound of a crowd cheering. <laughs> I love that. And she plays that live, too, so it, like, tricks people into thinking that everyone's going hard. <laughs> That's and then so people smart. Do. Yeah. I mean, it is smart. Yeah. So that to me is like, because of the fact that like her sense of song construction is so intuitive <clears throat> in terms of like making pop music, it is sort of a bummer to me that like across the entire track list, like there really isn't anything like that except for 4am or yeah. vi- and violence. To an Cause extent. she's proved time and time again. She's just like a stellar producer. Like yeah. if anything, like at the end of the day, like she's a fucking crazy, insane producer. I mean, even when she had to pump out fucking um, visions in the matter of, what, like, sure. two weeks? Like, that's crazy. Yeah. But, I mean, there's um, just something that's, like, I think, I mean, I I think that there's a time and a place for, like, an atmospheric, like, mood piece, for sure. Like, mm-hmm. I have sort of, like, a base level appreciation for, like, Bjork albums where, like, I would never fucking ever listen to a Bjork album on the train. Like, especially, like, her more recent stuff where, like, mm-hmm. like Utopia and, like, all, like, the sort of Arca produced kind of thing yeah. is like there's really no appropriate venue for that and i found myself coming away from a lot of this grimes album feeling similar feelings mm-hmm. where like technically like the song adore you is like mm-hmm. skillfully impressive in terms of like the production style of it mm-hmm. but there's so like it's so hookless and so sort of like free flowing and this kind of thing. And it's like a nine minute epic or whatever. Like right, there's yeah. just really no, like where do you listen to that really? Unless yeah. you're specifically being like, I'm going to throw this on in the background, but also it's sort of like cacophonous too. Where like, I feel like it would be annoying to be like doing your yeah. dishes or cleaning and listening to like before the fever. Right. To like whale noises altered. Yeah. But, right. Cause at the end of the day, when I listen to a song, I have to say, okay, like where can this fit into my day? Mm-hmm. Where can this fit into my life? Can I play it at a party? Can I play it, you know, yeah. on the CTA going to work? And yeah, so a lot of those songs, I just can't. I mean, they're as them being good, like well produced. I wasn't mad yeah, at any of it's them. It's all competently made. Like I don't think right. any of it's necessarily bad. It's just to me, like I don't think that that's really like her job. Mm-hmm. Like I think that I don't think anyone is like asking Grimes in particular to make anything like that. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And. That's why I, I made this comparison in the review, too, of, like, the third M.I.A. album. Mm-hmm. The uh, the one that came after the one with Paper Planes and Boys and all these big hits on it. Yeah. She, like, ricocheted so hard and mm-hmm. was like, fuck no, like, I'm not, like, I mean, like, because she had massive success, like, way, like, mainstream success that she wasn't expecting. Mm-hmm. And it made her start to make this music that was so like, aggressive an- yeah. and anti-pop and like, all this kind of stuff. Like, non-algorithmic, like, yeah. Exactly. Which I think part of the process for this album probably is similar 
Mm-hmm. Because Charlie kind of did the same. Where like when you think of Charlie's Peak, it was like mm. you know fancy with Iggy Azalea. They were like number one. Yeah. And she kind of made the decision. And she do made, I want to like, go sucker? Right. Yeah. She like <laughs> they were like, do you want to go just full mainstream? You could be a fucking huge pop girl. And she was like, mm-hmm. no, I'm gonna. She was like, I'm actually gonna it. crash this particular car and then <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> and just yeah. So I appreciated those people for doing that. But when yeah. Grimes has you know violence, where I can listen to that maybe thirty times. You do a day, love that song. I, I like can, it too. Like, it's. I think it's. It, it is. It's number one on my most played. Uh, twenty twenty so far. Did you have? Were you in the top one percent of anyone on Spotify? No, I kept checking. <gasps> I kept checking. I was so mad. Girl, you don't be listening to nothing of that. No. No, nothing we talk about on here. You've never even heard any. <laughs> <laughs> You're in the top one percent of Princess Nokia's fan base. <laughs> Well, fucking Doja Cat's coming to Chicago. Great. Mm-hmm. And then I got the email that was like, hey, like you're one of Doja's like biggest fans on Spotify. Here's early access. Mm. The second Instantly I saw that, gone. I went on there, was going to sure buy sure everybody tickets. got that. And now they're on resale for 200 bucks. Jesus Christ. But the actual tickets like start going on sale on Friday. We saw Doja after like the Moo hype. Like, right when it was happening. For like 15 bucks. Like, like it was like yeah. nothing. Like, and she played nothing. like Go to Town and Cookie Jar. Like, And she was, I <laughs> right. mean, she, I loved her then even. But she honestly, played like her like, sound cloud songs too it was like, before tia tamara came out she played tia she tamara played tia at tamara. that show mm-hmm. fuck i was like when will this come and then it was instantly she blew up she, yeah that was insane so yeah i but, mean i don't know I, I don't know that i have anything else to say about that mm-mm. about crimes pretty yeah pretty, um, pretty straightforward other than that i mean the gex remix is out of ringtone the charlie xcx rico nasty remix fuck yeah so fucking good i'm like not I, yeah. even gonna dedicate a, seg- a segment to this but i I think it's worth saying. It's 100%. Like, I think when it first came out, I listened to it back to back, maybe like 10 to 50 times, just so I can like be like, really oh, take it all on. Yeah. Hold it's on, like one of the, run that back. It's one of those things where every time you listen to it, you hear like a new, uh-huh. <laughs> like a new line or something. Weirdly, Cara Cara Bonito's part is my favorite. Really? Yes. And normally I'm not super big on KKB. Mm-hmm. Like, I like Time Today and I like some of like their goofy songs. She has the same vocal style as a lot of like the PC girls I kind of like uh-huh. to like, guilt listen to. Mm-hmm. So I like that. She just Less has an process, accent. though. Like yeah. she has a very like crispy vocal process mm-hmm. all the time. Hi, it's so nice to meet you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I like, yeah, Rico's It's, it's damn good, yeah. obviously. Rico fucking destroyed. I can't wait for Rico to that that, that other Rico song that she teased on Insta that's produced yep. by Dylan Brady. Mm-hmm. That, oh, this bitch is coming. She's coming. She's, she's coming. She's swinging, yeah. And this is the other thing, too, is that she sings on this part. Like, she doesn't really rap super hard mm-hmm. on the ringtone remix. But it's good. But this yeah. is what I'm fucking talking about. Sorry. <laughs> this, <laughs> this is me shaking my ass. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That was my pussy lit. Right? That was me getting up from my chair. <laughs> These chicks clapping and they using hands. <laughs> it was me just swinging my titties together. Got like, up from the table. Like, this is what I'm talking about. <laughs> Sounds a little wet. We're doing a lot of sound effects on this. Right. That was a, there was a lot of sound bites. Bonk. <laughs> Um, ah, fuck. What was I going to talk about? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Rico. Rico. This is what I'm saying. When we listen to IDGIF, Uh I was like, this shit is for the birds. And it's because of the fact that I think her sort of, like, sweet, slow, like, um, sort of, like, her, like, when Rico's voice tries to be, like, pretty, Mm -hmm. I'm like, girl, hang it up. 
Yeah. Hang it up. Yeah. In the same way where, like, I don't think Megan can carry a hook. Like, I just, like, it's sort of, um, I want her to be able to sing, but do it in a way that's, like, like still be, like, rock star or Rico Nasty. Mm-hmm. This felt very rock star. This like felt she very still punk. keeps the raspy. Mm-hmm. And it's still, like, melodic and whatever, but this is really what her strong suit is. And I think that sometimes, like, there's a level of, like, I think both her and Megan, there's, like, a very fine line they have to walk of, like, being feminine still. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that that, like, I know that scares Megan. And I okay. know that scares Rico, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it crops up in their songs so often, and it sort of, like, tanks a lot of their, like, sort of more aggressive energy. Yeah. But, like, that's the stuff that, like, you know, yeah. makes them huge. Like, they can easily just rely on, you know, what they give us and sure. stuff. I was um, talking about this earlier today, um, about how, like, I listened to the, the Tame Impala album, too. Um, and the thing with them is, like, it's an opposite issue, which I actually sometimes I think I'm grateful for when people have bad songs. Mm-hmm. Because to me, like, the entire Tame Impala discography could wash over and I'd be like, yep, that was good. Or, like, yeah. same with, like, Beyonce. Like, you know, like, all, every Beyonce, Beyonce song at once. <laughs> no range. <laughs> <laughs> Not a... <laughs> No range to the bitch. No range. You can't hit a note. Never. Beyonce does not have the fucking range to be bad. Okay. You know who does? Katy Perry. (laughs) I don't know who else, but a lot of the girls. And this is what I'm saying. It's like, if someone said, name one bad Beyonce song, what would you name? Well, because all the Beyonce stands love to name like her interludes or whatever. And I'm like, that's not a fucking song. Yeah, it's not a song. What is the worst Beyonce song? I only listen to the good ones. They're all good. <laughs> They're all pretty good. I listened to Freakum Dress on the train this morning. Yeah. And I was like... <gasps> mm-hmm. I got a new wave. Every, Every woman got one. <laughs> <laughs> I love to listen to me, myself, and I. Mainly because the music video is all uh-huh. backwards. Yeah, I love like... Recently Married Beyonce's best version. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, my <laughs> ladies, if you feel me, come and sing again. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it starts. Yeah, I like that one. It starts with, if you know this song, sing it. Ladies, this your song. So as soon as it come on, you should get on the phone. Sierra. Yeah, not Beyonce <laughs> at all. not Beyonce. Um, Although, great song. I forgot about yeah, that one. Yeah, I love that song, too. Um, but yeah, this is what I'm saying, is that like I am sort of great, gracious and grateful mm-hmm. for these early career bitches who like crank out some pretty bad shit every so often, because it really makes <laughs> the good ones smack, you know? And then, it like, really, it humbles you. It is. It's humbling. It's humbling. It humbles my ears. It humbles mm-hmm. their ego. It's all great. You know, Beyonce, who's good at, you know who's good at doing that? Nikki. <laughs> Nikki Minaj loves to build the girls up and then knock them down. <laughs> <laughs> you guys wanted like a trap beat? Uh-huh. I'm going to give you a song she about She does in the great morrow. features all year and then puts out pills and potions. <laughs> <laughs> like, everyone's like, oh, shit. Like, she's not even like. All her songs are like SoundCloud bangers. Like she was mm-hmm. literally putting out songs. She made a Nicki Minaj SoundCloud and was remixing like Ray Shremmerd and the Boss Ass Bitch and like one yeah, fucking slapper after another. I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the first single from Pink Print was Pills and Potions. Fucking a man. I tell, she loves to knock them down, build she them up, and knock them down. To do that. She loves to do that. But again, it makes me appreciate the yes. classics, the hits, the hits. Nothing yeah. but them. Mm-hmm. Want some more. Want some more. Want some more. Someone did that thing where it was like top three worst Nikki songs, and someone had the fucking nerve to say Trinidad Girls. 
I saw that too. And I was like, are that you is hateful. <laughs> that was so hateful. I was like, are you smoking fucking methylamine? Clearly they've never parted the poom poom. <laughs> not once. <laughs> never. Could not part the, park the poom poom. Is it, what is it actually? It's park the poom poom. Park? Because you're I'm parking like, the- I better Google this. Chinatown. I actually don't know. I've been saying, I've been saying part it. Like spread the pussy. <laughs> Spark the pussy. them girls. Trinidad them girls go and park, park the poom poom. Like the poom. The, the poom. Oh, it's actually, it's pat. <laughs> but a to pat? lightly tap the... The pussy? The, the, the pussy. The poom poom? Brixton girls demapod the poom poom. <laughs> wow, this is really like... <laughs> is it a lightning? <laughs> this is really changing my, <laughs> my worldview. It's rocking my life. Did you have an epiphany about the poom poom? Well, like, I mean, she does say pat pat on the kitty cat. He doesn't mess with them regulars. So pound I guess it, it is yeah. pat the poom poom. Yeah. Pound, pound, pound the poom poom. <laughs> My poom poom is dry. <laughs> Honey, fuck. Honey. Oh my god. My poom poom is like it's like the bussy version, like my boom boom. My boom boom. Ew. My boy, Ew. My boy poom poom. <laughs> Speaking of pussies. We're at 40 minutes already. How the fuck are wow that's I thought it was like 20. I was about to look at the time. That's insane. Okay. Um, do we want to break? I just want another beer. Me too. Okay, okay. let's break. Let's break. Anna Montana is wearing my jeans. Kiki Palmer wearing my jeans. Ashley Tisdale wearing my jeans. I just can't believe they wore those jeans <laughs> like me. Do you think our friends from this weekend are going to listen to this pod? <laughs> A great question. And Shout out to new friends of the pod. Um, <laughs> Sophie, uh, Sophie, Kayla, Kayla, Anna. Anna. You want love wanted to be Anna like she's Israeli. Anna. <laughs> it's because we're playing Anna. that game. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> and um, also shout out to uh, Maria mm-hmm. and to Trey. To Trey. I think that's mm-hmm. everyone. And Delaney, obviously. Delaney. Lots of friends. I have so many friends. <laughs> so many friends and can't believe we're all 16. We're going to talk about someone who has no fucking friends. The people that have no friends. Um, and talk about the topic of the hour. Something mm-hmm. I'm very upset about. Yeah. I was up so late, concerned, and upset about this yesterday. The amount of times I had to um, type out my tweet and then delete it. Uh-huh. Because I kept saying, like, die. And like, yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. Like, making violent threats. Like, against, like true, people, like, mm, suspension-worthy things. Yeah, suspension-worthy things. Where I was like, nope. Mm-hmm. I have a job. Um, so yesterday, a uh, uh, long-time mutual of uh, s- several of the people in my life, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, as someone who, formerly as someone who currently perma-Ben, mm-hmm. a.k.a. Ben Mora, was... Uh, completely and totally <laughs> I guess it was it a doxing I mean because not necessarily I mean like I mean like I guess for like the working class like a working class dox I don't know Ugh, like I don't even know what fucked over I guess yeah. so fucking basically Ben Mora is this um uh, much beloved Twitter gay and um funny girl who mm-hmm. was like I don't even know was like sort of in this like lefty sort of sphere of like gay Twitter where it was like sort of ran ramp like was just one of those people like 
like who just spent most of the day like taking down cringy gays and like Adam Eli and like mm-hmm. all these kinds of people and like obviously you know my favorite corner of Twitter <laughs> right yeah exactly like f- funny pretty perverse tweets yeah. but like all true uh huh but then somewhere along the way he sort of like stopped with like the rampant posting and like mm-hmm. actually joined the Bernie campaign because I believe he actually lived in Iowa he did live in Iowa yeah mm-hmm. and um was like doing campaign work there and was like having all these people like literally like crashing in his family home. And I was going to go down there. Like I was like DMing him in the early days and I was like, mm-hmm. I couldn't get work off like for enough of the time or something like that. And like <laughs> if I right. missed two days of work, I'm fucked. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, um, there was, yeah. So, I mean, a lot of the social media updates from him at a certain point were just kind of like updates on Iowa stuff Mm-hmm. and all that kind of thing. But, you know, a couple of tweets snuck through the cracks, and he was on private for this mm-hmm. exact reason. Right. Because of what inevitably unfolded yesterday. Yeah, and I kept up with a lot of his whereabouts just through Instagram. Just, like, I'm, mm-hmm. a, I'm a big appreciator of uh, Instagram stories. Yeah. So I saw that he was kind of moving around, kind of getting a little bit more uh, involved in the burning campaign, and it looked like he was doing, like, amazing. I mean, like, kind of just based on the numbers and based on, like, the other uh, people on the comp- that campaign that, like, surrounded him uh-huh. were saying that he was, like, a, like a stellar advocate. Yeah. Like, Oh, well, okay, so, like, after Iowa happened, which was, like, such, that was such, like, a hotly contested, um, sort of, I mean, we talked about that, where, like, the Mm -hmm. the robbery of Bernie, it was, like, he still technically did win because Mm -hmm. of the sort of efforts that he made to do all this kind of campaigning, Mm -hmm. and then he wound up getting promoted to... A like a regional campaign office in Michigan. Yeah, where he was, like, in in charge of whatever region he was Uh placed in. And... Not long after that happened, like, I remember, like, getting the update about that, and then yesterday. (laughs) Yeah, because at first it started out with people putting it on my feed being like, oh, well, this is Ben Mora. Like, this is is the person that we were all, like, we were just laughing at his tweets, and now, like, this guy's running an article on his private Twitter. Uh So somehow this fucking idiot reporter, journalist, whatever you want to call him, uh got a hold of like essentially all of the these past tweets yeah um um before i dive into any of that i'd just like to uh, recap one of my favorite ben mora tweets (laughs) (laughs) do you know who adam eli is yes Mm -hmm. he's like that sort of like jewish nebbish freak who like is always posting like post-coital pictures of like him and like a like an anonymous person like white person's torso being like well today i fucked someone with the instagram body and and it actually didn't make me feel like shit and you know like like, yeah Yeah. i might be Mm -hmm. like and thinking that's like radical queer acceptance or whatever um there was some article or some interview that came out about him <laughs> and Ben quoted it and said, I would much prefer perfect hands with lobster bodies symbolizing gay men than a toothless little Gucci bankrolled snipe who effectively equates there being a pudgy five to being imprisoned in Chechnya. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking bangers. Like all time hits. And that was like kind of like in the, I didn't realize how much traction it was going to get in such a short amount of time, the article, the Bixby yeah. article. Mm-hmm. Because to me, it was just like, this is so clearly like sensational, like mm-hmm. cut the kind of bullshit that like comes up on my timeline every so often where like someone's dunking on a Warren gay or whatever. Right, yeah. Like, you guys are mean or, you know, whatever. Right, yeah, like fuck that. But then very, very quickly, it started to gain like very real traction about like mm-hmm. how it was like somehow his promotion to like a low office position in Michigan was like, yeah, 
No, I mean, not even to discount that necessarily, but just to, in the sense that it's not like he's creating policy. Like, he's not, like, in Bernie's ear or being... Right. <laughs> That's essentially what it is. It's like, yeah. he's not going for this high up position. Yeah. Like, I don't know. There like, was in just... the early days, it seemed ludicrous to me. And I felt like we both thought it was like, oh, it's like some joke, like, article we were texting each other being like, That's literally permabed. Right, yeah. It was, like, funny <laughs> until... Like, oh, my God, work. Yeah, right. <laughs> I was, like, I was cracking the fuck up, and so was everyone else, uh-huh. until there was, like, that update where it was like, oh, he was... And then officially. it wasn't funny anymore. Yeah, and then it wasn't funny, and then people started being fucking retarded. So there's this article in the Daily Beast written by Scott Bixby. What a stupid last name. Is like some like smarmy little Hamilton gay. Like he's very like just sort of has this like side smile. <laughs> he looks so fucking on. ugly too, yeah. Yeah. And he pens this article, if you can call it that. And sort of just recaps basically Ben's greatest hits and <laughs> that's essentially what it was yeah it's like some something to the tune of like um you like oh, what was even like it was like this is somehow indicative of greater trends in the Bernie campaign is that like well if one person is calling Elizabeth Warren an ugly okie, then, like, everyone must be a... Which is, like, also, like, all the tweets in here that are mentioned are, like, none of them to me cross a line. No! They're all, like... They're all hilarious. And, and it makes it me wonder follows... if I'm wondering if I'm living on the same planet as other people. Because I just, like, I can't... The amount of people who are like, he needs to be fired immediately. How has Bernie not spoken on this yet? And, like, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh okay, God. wait. Okay, so, like... <clears throat> Uh, I'm going to quote the Bixby. Um, it says, a regional field director in Michigan, Ben Mora, tweeted that Sen- Senator Amy Klobuchar looks like her name, pained, chunky, and confused origin and purpose, <laughs> called Senators Elizabeth Warren a dumb okie and adult diaper fetishist and disparaged her appearance, and tweeted that former Mayor Pete Buttigieg is what happens when the therapist botches the conversion. <laughs> <laughs> Which, I, I, to me, like... Did you, did you see the other one about Amy where it was like, she looks like she has the face of one of those optical illusions. Old lady, young lady, but yeah. it's just too old lady. <laughs> I think he follows all the rules of like entertainment and comedy and it was a private Twitter account. Who, who, people yeah. have the freedom to tweet stupid shit like that. Exactly. Like Period. any normal ass people, like, I mean, there's a lot of people who hold like year round low level political office who get on Twitter and are like, bomba clap, rape. You- <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah. You but know. what's perfectly fine is if I put like Pete 2020 on my butthole and it gets exactly. thousands and millions of retweets. And I'm like, how is me calling uh, like Hillary Clinton a horse face bitch more perverse than me putting a candidate's name on my asshole exactly. and it getting so much traction? Like, yeah, you did it. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I don't know. There just seems like this, it, like to me, it was so obvious from the jump. I was like, this is Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily, I mean, whatever. Like, uh, tweets are as public as anything. We're like, obviously, like, even if you have a private Twitter account, it did still have 4,000 followers. So right, like, <laughs> there's no guarantee yeah. that someone couldn't have screenshotted or whatever. And, like, right. obviously, that's how we got here. Mm-hmm. But I do think that there's a level of, like, it's not an invasion of privacy, but it's mm-hmm. also so cynical to think that, like, his intention was for these tweets to get out as some sort of targeted harassment play when no one would have seen them if some fucking little narc hadn't been following this Twitter account, screenshotting it, and selling it to the Daily Beast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For $75. Right, for fucking... <laughs> for chump change. For fucking Twinkies. I just kind of feel like there's, like... I don't really even... Like, as it blew up, 
And as more people kept sort of piling on this idea of like targeted harassment or trying to like make it part of this larger Bernie narrative of how it's like, you guys are all like hateful pent up bitches. And like, you know, like all this. I'm like, probably because I'm dying. Yeah. Like, I'm like, I'm literally so fucking poor. <laughs> right. That's what, yeah. Oh my God. If like, you could see the poverty mentality happening at this very table right now. <laughs> right. So like, that's why it's so fucked up that like, even when I went on, we're about to, we're about to segue into this next bitch, mm. but when I went on a certain Twitter thread, it was a lot of Bernie supporters, people that worked for the campaign that were like, oh, I'm so sorry that he was, like, saying all this stuff. Like, this is not on behalf of, like, the Bernie well, campaign. Yeah, I mean, or, like, that was, like, this is sort of the first time like, that I really, I have had a major issue with the Sanders campaign because mm-hmm. um, like it was fucking... before this actual Ben Mora thing came out, but Sanders mm-hmm. said in uh, a town hall for CNN, he says, I do want to say to these folks, we do not want your support. If you think that our campaign is about making ugly attacks on other candidates, we don't want you. Who said that? Bernie. Oh, fuck. And I'm like, (laughs) there's a level of like, my biggest hang up of the whole thing is like, I just wish that like people would stop pretending like we don't live in the same galaxy and that we don't inhabit the same brain where like Mm -hmm. there's somehow the, the, the premise is that people want me to believe that they've never had a mean thought, A. Yeah. B, that even if they did, they would never tweet it or even share it with the close group of friends. And right. that to me is so fucking ludicrous and mm-hmm. crazy to ask, like, to for your argument to stand on. Mm-hmm. That I just have, I have a hard time grappling with this idea that someone's private, quote unquote, private even yeah. interactions would ever be somehow indicative of like an evil ploy to like. I mean, what for what exactly? Like, what what yeah. is? I guess the argument is about harassment, but no one's added. No, no one would have seen these tweets had it not been put on such a major platform like the Daily Beast. Mm-hmm. I'm like burping through my. <laughs> I know. I'm just I'm so like, sick of people playing moral police. Yeah, I'm sick of people thinking that like they're this like perfect little. Oh mm-hmm. my god! Like we don't do that here. Like, it's like fake altruism. It's like this whole it's like so is altruism doesn't, doesn't fucking exist. it doesn't fucking doesn't exist. Fucking no exist. one acts out of like I mean even like the whole like yeah. like that's sort of like one of the, the central like the ethos of the burning campaign, which is that mm-hmm. it's like would you help someone who's not yourself? I'm like yes, but it's because I'm me. It's because it would make me feel good. All <laughs> like, poli- yeah right exactly. Like, Politics is essentially a reflection mm-hmm. of someone's personal psychology at the end of the day. Right, exactly. It's like when you give change to a homeless person, you walk right. away with a smile being like, oh, I did it. Right. I did something. Which is why like, yeah. I would never fuck or date someone who, like... <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, like, who, like, fundamentally was like... If someone was like a... I was just talking about this with a uh, boyfriend of the pod, my boyfriend, uh, <laughs> who was like, we were talking about like, like how would things change if I was like a lib? I would mm-hmm. be like, we wouldn't be dating. Yeah. Because it's sort of this indicator of like such a specific um, personal, like... Mm, like, it, like, if someone was, like, a diehard, like, a real, like, a Biden person or, like, a Bloomberg person, like, yeah. that is a reflection of your own myopic worldview mm-hmm. that says, like, you actually, like, there's no empathy in your heart for people who are struggling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And even if it's not because you're some, like, high and mighty altruist person who's like, oh, my, I, I love everyone and the world is yeah, blah, blah, blah. Right. Like, fucking olive branching to every fucking idiot on the street, you know? Mm-hmm. There is a level of, like, 
well, yeah, I don't think that people should be dying because they have to work at CVS. Right. You know? Mm -hmm. And that, to me, is, like, sort of an indicator of a larger personal psychology, which Mm -hmm. I think is very surface level and easy to examine with one of our favorite homosexual freaks, Jonathan Van Ness. Mm. Mm. (laughs) Let's get into this one. Let's get into this one. Um, Yeah, I think after this, the past, like, 48 hours, Jonathan Van Ness has made it to probably the top three... um, people I truly hate in my life. Like, going back my whole 22 years of On Earth, um, he is someone that completely irks me that I wish we can just put, like... It started for me with, like, this really cynical, um, essay campaign thing Mm -hmm. where I'm leaving so much dead air because I'm trying to be articulate and I'm also trying to dance around the pronoun thing. (laughs) Um, Oh, yeah. But there's, like... Like, there was this essay campaign where... Like, they sort of leverage this non-binary coming out into a sponsorship by a nail polish brand. Mm-hmm. Which, to me, reeks of the sort of cynicism that means you think that non-binary means nothing other than that you don't like the gender binary. Right. And I'm sure that there actually are some queers out there who would argue that that's the case. Mm-hmm. And that by just the virtue of being like, well, I don't really believe in, like binary understandings of gender and therefore I'm non-binary. Right. I think that there is that to me, my personal (laughs) take on it. Yeah. Is like that in order for philosophically and ideologically for the non-binary thing to have any legs Mm -hmm. is to consider it as its own aesthetic and ideological grouping like male and female. Mm-hmm. where yeah. it's not trapped necessarily by the same sorts of visual things that maleness or like masculinity or femininity are where like mm-hmm. everyone's very preoccupied with like being like, I look like a woman or I look like a man or like these kinds of things. I do think that there is a non-binary look and a non-binary experience mm-hmm. that is sort of essential to my ability to take it seriously, yeah. especially when <clears throat> you have millions and millions of dollars and refuse to change anything about the way that you participate in culture as a public figure. Mm-hmm. 100%. Like, it, for me, it just is a total, like, class thing where it's, like, with the JVN, it just feels like they're so, like, numb to what a lot of it actually means. Mm-hmm. And, like, again, I probably don't know a lot about their upbringing and everything, but, like, just seeing, like, interviews and tweets and, like, their mm-hmm. reactions to this stuff, I'm like, this is someone who's so very clearly brain dead and doesn't give a fuck about mm-hmm. gay people. Not one bit. Mm-mm. And it shocks me when I see this thread of people defending JVN, and I'm like, are you all fucking brain dead, too? Like, yeah. it just, it's completely is so unsettling. And... Underneath that thread, when JVN was like, to, uh, on the record, I called uh, Mitt Romney a daddy. Get it right. <laughs> Who was the was, other person that uh, they were being accused of calling a daddy? Uh, Ronald Reagan. Ronald Reagan. Which I'm like, oh. <laughs> oh big, first of all, big fucking difference. Do you remember the amount of shit that Romney was touting when he was fucking last running for president? Shut the fuck up, you dumb bitch. There's right. no, like, even, Okay. <laughs> He and I un- like, here's here's my thing with JVN. JVN's a Warren gay, probably. I think that I've seen a phone call with them where they are like, oh. "Hi, honey, like, ba 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 ba." Sis, you're gonna get that seat in the office, girl. <laughs> you better snatch that presidency, honey. Uh huh. Like that I, whole I'm thing. sure that's exactly how it went. Yeah. yeah. So like, 
to me, in this, here's why this is gonna, oh my god, so many, so many, this is like a, this is like a whack a mole. <laughs> trying to, trying to, you get yeah. one down and another one pops hey, out. With my chest, just like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just clapped a sweater. You did, yeah, you were trying to clap your own chest and it didn't work. I'm podcasting shirtless. <laughs> right, it's dripping. Top, yeah. Pardon me, topless. Um, there's, okay, so like, here's the thing with Warren. Mm-hmm. My hang up with Warren is other than the fact that I think she's like a shameless operator, I mm-hmm. do think that there is a level of like the kind of crowd that she appeals to and that the way she talks and mm-hmm. the way she carries herself and the way that she talks about policy mm-hmm. makes a lot of sense to liberal arts educated rich white people. Yep. And I think that that's a real issue when it comes to creating sort of a grassroots movement because I do think that there is a level of understanding that Bernie people do have where because it is such a working class thing, like you can be white and have like, I mean, I've been candid about this before, like Mm -hmm. the majority of my childhood and life, I've been around very few black people just based in pure circumstance, not by choice. I just literally like I've been like the schools I've been in, the neighborhoods I've grown up in have been super segregated. I mean, Chicago just is that way where it's like, you grow up in a certain area. It's like just, it's very racially divided. Mm -hmm. And there's a dimension of like, because of the fact that I think I have seen the way that enough people have lived and I've had to work certain jobs and I've had to been, be in certain environments because of my economic status, Mm -hmm which is more privileged than some other people. But I mean, I have had to work for some things and especially (laughs) now that I'm in the situation I'm in today, which is that Mm -hmm. it's like most of my things I have to sort of cover my bases. Right. It's much more accessible. Sanders campaign is much more accessible. Whereas I feel like Warren talks the talk, Mm -hmm. but I think a lot of those people who are diehard Warren people Mm -hmm. would feel very uncomfortable in a room with poor people of color. Yep. And, that is sort of my like stomach turning <laughs> reaction to a lot of the Warren shit. Mm-hmm. And in the same way, I do feel like JVN has so much of this like head up their ass narcissist complex mm-hmm. that is so wrapped up in their status as a TV personality, a like sort of uh, like a um, sort of a public figure in a way that is so specific to this very cosmopolitan gay thing mm-hmm. that is very compatible with what Warren does, mm-hmm. especially because both of their politics is reflected in this very liberal arts educated thing where it's like, well, I was white, but I took some race theory classes in college or I took some queer theory classes in college that make 100%. me think like, yeah, of course. I, yeah, I get it. Yeah, right. of oh course. No more old white men. And like that is the most like binary retarded understanding of mm-hmm. class and race issues and yeah. of gender issues and queer issues right, and whatever exactly, the fuck. Yeah. And to me so there's baseline. like yeah, I mean there's a dimension of um I think they both have such a strong adverse reaction aesthetically to mm-hmm. in a quote unquote old white man mm-hmm. that they're just fully, it's like blinders on, like can't even be bothered to hear anything that Bernie has to say about anything Yeah, because of the fact that it's like by virtue of being an old white man and right. not by virtue of being a black trans whatever migrant, mm. you know, <laughs> <There's> <laughs> like emigrant. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's like, I, I think that there's that alone is really their only dispute. And mm-hmm. it's just, that's obviously not a solid enough argument for anyone's actual politics to stand on, but because right. they're so obsessed with optics, mm-hmm. 
you can't they can't see beyond it right which is so frustrating it's, it's endlessly yeah. frustrating um and when it comes to uh jamie just kind of outwardly saying like yeah like very clearly they're supporting warren they had mm. that whole fucking shtick thing happen mm. so when you are publicly endorsing someone and like it's so foolish to think that no one's going to criticize you for it it's so yeah. foolish to think that you can say like i think this one really old white guy republican was like super hot yeah, people are going to call you a dumbass bitch. Yeah. Like, and so it's baffling to me where he's like, Bernie supporters like are so fucking rude and evil. I'm like, you're the fucking demented, mentally ill one. Uh-huh. Like, I just don't understand. I don't I get it. it. I don't get where the, it's where, where you're, where the consciousness yeah. blips. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I love that tweet that's like, Warren gays are always getting on here and being like, do you guys love douching? I love douching. Douche event next week. <laughs> <laughs> all these things that are so like just like the the fact that like your your brain would even think to go to Ronald Reagan or or Mitt Romney is a daddy like that's like, so harmful it's like, like just just there's not a brain cell to fucking pass around among them and it makes me like it's so cynical and that's why like Across the entire board of basically any Democratic nominee happening other than Bernie mm-hmm. is this same sort of, I mean, I guess other than maybe like Tulsi or Yang, mm-hmm. is it's this cynical, horrible weaponization of identity politics mm-hmm. where, like I was saying, it's like with Pete, it's like uh, you're, ter- you're weaponizing your homosexuality mm-hmm. into a political end and you're not even that gay, and it's not cool. Like, I mean, if you're gonna do the gay thing, like, be gay. Did you see the video that came out where he was like, if there was a pill to make me not gay, I would take it. And then Chastin's crying and, like, (laughs) (laughs) calling his mom in the audience at the tunnel. Right, and someone was like, that may be true for a lot of gay people, but why the fuck would you say that on, like, live TV? Or, like, yeah, I mean, this is, yeah, I mean, how aggressively he's backpedaling away from it now that he feels like he has a real chance after Iowa. Yep, 100%. Even though it was fucking rigged. Mm -hmm. And there's just no, like, like, now that he feels like he has a real chance, Mm Mm-hmm. He is like pushing it away so hard, and he was riding it so much in the beginning, being like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm gay. Like, <laughs> I am not gay. I'm yeah, Louisiana. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gay no more. I am delivered. Yeah. Y'all can have this. I'm fucking done. I'm delivered. <laughs> <laughs> and like, it's sim. It's all this kind of shit where it's like everyone wanted to play the identity politics game until everyone was like, hey, you lied about being Native American. Or like, hey, you're like so, like every four seconds you're like, I'm, I didn't sign up for this race to become the gay president. Right, or you like know, calling like, Warren a fucking demented, sagging freak is right. like misogyny. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's not it's really, like, no. You set, your, you set these traps for yourself where mm-hmm. you take down all these other people and it's this fucking virtue game where you decide that only when they, you want to play by your specific rules mm-hmm. and it happens to someone else, it's mm-hmm. okay. And you're taking down a misogynist. You're taking down a racist. You're taking down a blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. But then when you're a fucking actually lying and leveraging, <laughs> like, like when it's not just like, Oh, you got on Twitter and made some comment about someone's face and you literally leveraged a fake minority identity Mm-hmm. to get money or to get power or to get all these other things. Mm-hmm. It makes me like, 
suddenly no one wants to play anymore and suddenly it doesn't matter and like oh you guys are just being petty like when you are running when you when you are in competition mm-hmm. for the most powerful position in america yeah and you can't handle me calling you an ugly bitch you better step the fuck down <laughs> you better step the fuck down <laughs> like are i was you like kidding? i literally think she'll be fine <laughs> i literally think that everyone will everyone mentioned will be okay right like fucked up We're talking everyone, about the president. Should be, like, everyone should be allowed to be mean it's fucking fun and everyone does it mm-hmm. and i it's it is i feel gaslit and crazy mm-hmm. when people truly get on the internet and log on and are like i would never say something like this i would never go there this is crossing a line this is ba 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 i'm like if, I'm like you have a phd and you're on twitter i was like <laughs> do you like don't you have literature to compare? Right, yeah. <laughs> and, like, your students are bored. Yeah. And, like, the JVM thing, it's, like, that's the best example, honestly, is that, mm-hmm. like, it's all these screenshots of tweets that are, like, actually really good critiques of him as a public figure. About being, like, a classist fucking asshole and, like, really not caring about HIV-AIDS crisis stuff. And yeah. then him being, like, mm, fuck off. Yeah. And I'm, this, like, uh, this is insane. It's, like... It reveals how much they see the world through themselves only, mm-hmm. and all of their politics are distilled through their massive ego. <laughs> that like yeah. it's just they like no political decision can be made, no like action or social change can be shifted Mm-mm. without consulting with them first, right? And making sure that it doesn't affect their access to mustache pomade and their mm-hmm. cuticle cream. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it just, it makes me feel crazy, frankly. I know I'm right. I know I'm right. <laughs> I know I'm right. <laughs> Y'all can't tell me fucking nothing today, okay? Warren's demographic is so sick. Like, even, like, the white gays that vote for her, like, oh my god, oh my god. It makes me want to throw up. It makes me want to throw up so bad. And it is especially depressing, too, because it's, like... I mean, like, with the Ben Mora thing specifically, it's like, mm-hmm. imagine, like, think of how many people, like, every day I log on, I'm like, how do you guys have time to post this much? And, like, the posting and the posting and the shit posting and the, just the constant barrage of just, like, garbage. And, like, even if it's pro-Bernie, like, a lot of these people are just, like, sort of, like, only, I like, I, like, invested in this sort of, like, slacktivist dumb shit. Slacktivist is a good term. Yeah. And, like... Oh, well, you like, got Ben Mora fired. Fi- yeah, finally, like, it's like Bernie's the one of these down. fucking people who actually like yeah. gets off their ass and does this stuff mm-hmm. is like suddenly kicked off of a campaign that he actually cared about, and it's like a young person who like is right. motivated by this whole thing, and it's like, God, it's so funny that like someone looked at those tweets and were threatened, as opposed to like, oh, this is just like, yeah, like you know, haha, like yeah, right, like it's so like that's fucked up to me, where it's like we need to do something about this, exactly. I fucking just don't. I don't fucking see so it. weird, yeah. I don't see it. I, I can't. I, I can't. Do you have anything else to say? We're at one eleven. We're like pretty. We're under this time. We're one eleven being under. It's because we're um, we're pretty low energy today. <laughs> Despite all the screaming and um, right. and chomping into the microphone. I'm still trying to recover slapping, yeah. from this weekend, but I'm supposed too. to be going to the gym tomorrow. Allegedly, my, me as well. <laughs> Allegedly, we, we will shall see. see. We will see what the snow looks out. like on on that fairground. Yeah, but we have um, a couple special episodes coming up for everybody. We're gonna do an Olive Garden special. Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna take our little rig to Olive Garden and <laughs> talk shit. Do we have to ask permission? I feel like when we get there, we'll be like, "Hey, can we set this up? Like, can we can we be seated by an outlet?" And they'll be like, "Why?" 
then we'll be like, well... I brought my fleshlight. As long as we're not screaming and crying. It's me shoving breadsticks into my fleshlight. Mm -hmm. We actually don't talk about anything. It's just chewing and asking for more cheese. (laughs) (laughs) More. That's More. Tell me when to stop. No. (laughs) I won't. You can keep going. Keep going. It's fine. Don't be shy. (laughs) Is that... (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I don't have anything else to say. Um, I don't either, but... Uh, R.I.P. Ben Mora. I hope you're doing well. I mm-hmm. saw his Instagram story. He is in Toronto, uh, Canada. He fled the country? He's... I don't know where he is, what but he fuck? he was at a, some sort of gas station or corner store that was called On the Run. <laughs> oh. So it seems that he's At least he's, he's still in, like, good... Yeah, because yeah. I, I saw a lot of people Venmo him, his so I'm sure... His humor seems well-balanced. I yeah. Venmoed him. Yeah, I saw a lot of people... Because he fucking made yeah. me knock doors, because I, like, he had this little rant on Instagram where he was like, oh, you guys can't just fucking shitpost all day. Yeah. I was like, you're right. Yeah. And then I actually have done stuff, and it makes me feel good. It makes me feel part of something. Mm-hmm. And if you guys take it away from me, because I tweet and say retarded on this podcast, <laughs> it's over for all of you. It's over. That's it. This is, this is all. This is all. This is bring it on all or nothing to me. Bring it on all or nothing. Bernie Sanders all or nothing. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's all. That's all, right. all, folks. Thought Topics, episode six, baby. Love six. Woo! Yeah.